Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Biggest heartbreaks. History made by Appalachian State. They win an unprecedented third straight national championship. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. And Appalachian State has done it again. The wait is over. College football is here. It's the tap that sign for me. At that point, that's when I'm just like full-blown, ready to rock when he says Head explodes. The energy builds up. Boom. Yeah. What? We'll play like a champion today. That's right, man. All right, here we go. Team Week continues. The Appalachian State defense. What can they do? Because, quite frankly, Walker Mail, they're going to need a lot of help. They weren't very good last year, and they had some losses at some key places. But let's run down the statistics just to give you a little bit of a blueprint. The defense was ninth in the Sun Belt, giving up around 27 points per game. They were fifth in yards allowed, ninth in defensive efficiency, eighth in sacks by, seven interceptions, which was dead last in the Sun Belt, seventh in red zone defense, and 12th in third down conversion defense. And that stat right there is the killer. If you can't get off the field on third down, you're not going to be a very good defensive football team. But they've got some guys coming back and also some big transfers coming in. They got Sean Collins, a defensive end from Rutgers. They got Michael Fletcher, a defensive end from Michigan State. They got Jared Paul, a safety from Kansas. Tyler Funderburk, a cornerback from Richmond, whom they're really counting on. And this is a unit when I brought up the interceptions That's normally the name of their game. They've had 123 since 2015, and that's ranked third nationally in that span behind only Iowa and San Diego State. The linebackers are definitely going to be young. They have Andrew Parker back. He was second on the team in tackles, 60 tackles for him, three and a half tackles for loss. As I said, Tyreek, excuse me, Funderburk is a corner they came in from Richmond that they're going to be depending on Nick Ross, the team's leading tackler at safety. Listen, if a safety is your leading tackler, something is afoot. But he is back, and they will need him. Ronald Clark is also back there with him as well. So, yeah, so that's an overview of the App State defense defensively, and uh, they've got a lot that they need to get better at if they want to be more competitive in 2023. Well, and it got off to an awful start, right? They played North Carolina. They lose 63-61, to and Drake May in that North Carolina offense just goes nuclear in the second half. So that was crazy. They, in the big moments, did not stand up. And then you look at some of the other losses. They allowed 32 points to James Madison. They allowed 36 to Texas State. 
They allowed 35 to Coastal Carolina and 28, both of those on the road, the last one to Marshall. And then they gave up 51 points in a double uh, double overtime outing against Georgia Southern in their last outing of the regular season. Now, a couple of these games were on the road, and that's where they struggled as the season went on, as evidenced also by the 36 points they allowed to Texas State. At home, they were much better after that North Carolina game at the beginning of the season. So we'll see if they can start to balance that out a little bit more as their team goes into this year. Can they play as well as they did at home for the most part and replicate that on the road? They're also bringing in a new play caller, Wes. Yes. So this is a new change for them. They've got something different. They're going to be bringing in uh, somebody that is a little familiar, Scott Sloan, who helped App State rise to prominence. When you had that transition to the Division I level, he was there from 2010 to 2017. So you're bringing back a familiar face. And it's not just because he's familiar with the program you're bringing him back. This guy was very good. His defense is at Georgia Southern, going to a rival, by the way. It included a 2020 squad that was number one in the country for interceptions. So you're really going to see if this App State team can take a page from that book that Sloan had of Georgia Southern, even if the secondary is a little bit questionable this year, despite some transfers coming in, can you have that turnover margin back in your favor where you're just taking the football away? That will go a long way, especially to help the pass rush where you're depending on some new guys to step up. Yeah, a lot of new guys, as we said, on that defense. And so this is a uh, a division and a league for them that in the Sun Belt, you're going to face some really great talent. I mean, Marshall returns Rasheen Ali, who was a guy who ran for over 1,400 yards the previous year. He missed most of 2022. Then you're talking about that they also have a defense that led the Sun Belt in fewest points per game at 16 and only gave up 4.6 yards a snap. Then you've got James Madison, who you're also going to be looking up at. They led the Sun Belt in scoring at 37 points per game. Now, they do have some key players that they have to replace, including at quarterback. But this App State defense is going to have to be a unit that's going to have to step up because we talked about yesterday. They're still not 100% sure what they're going to do at quarterback. They've got some good skill talent coming back that is experienced. But this is a defense that's definitely going to need to help the young quarterback that they have to develop early, give the ball back to him at times because you look at that seven interceptions, man, that's just not cutting it. A defense especially needs to be opportunistic, and if you can't get off the field on third downs, you're going to need something to flip the tables on the other team. So You're going to have to be able to get some turnovers in some capacity. Well, and I say the secondary is a little questionable. I really should be specific and say cornerback is a little questionable, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be good. You mentioned Tyreek Funderburg coming over as a solid veteran corner. So if their corners can hold up, the safeties are studs, and it starts with Nick Ross, man. Like that guy led the team in stops last year. Ronald Clark, also somebody that can run alongside him and they can do a great job. Jordan Favors could be a team that it could be the guy that leads this team in tackles. So if your safeties, especially with Nick Ross, can help in coverage and maybe even help those linebackers, because I think if you go to the outside, you have some transfers going out of the program from this past season. So if the safeties can come up and help make plays, maybe in the running game, if they get past the defensive line or if the quarterback of the opposition wants to attack the intermediate area, maybe that's where the safeties can play real aggressive coming up. If your corners can hold 
cold. So I think that's what you're looking at. The guys on the outside, can you cover wide receivers well enough one-on-one with minimal or not as much safety help? They'll be able to do it. But if you are getting beat in the intermediate area, maybe your safeties can come up and help if your corners can hold their own on the outside. That's what's going to be interesting. But with Sloan being your defensive coordinator, working wonders with the turnover margin, man, I think they're going to bounce back pretty well this season. I really like what they have. Yeah, and so when you look at it, too, another thing that helped them was being able to force fumbles. They were in the top 30 nationally last year in forcing fumbles, and so that was something uh, that helped this crew out. They were top 30 nationally in forced fumbles. Fumbles recovered. And so you look at that, and so that's something that you can build on. But this is a unit that needs to be opportunistic. I mean, last year, their opponents fumbled 21 times. They lost 13. App State fumbled 12 times, but they only lost five. And this was a team that when they did get interceptions, I mean, they they did pretty good, you know. So they would get pretty good returns on that one. So, uh this is just a defense that's going to be under new leadership, a lot of new parts. And so do you think that, though, when you, when you look at everything in its totality, that this defense on its surface is going to hurt the team more, especially in the interim because of so many new parts with a new defensive coordinator? Do you think that's a recipe for a slow start? No, I, I actually think this is a very welcomed change to have this new defensive coordinator come in because you do get the best of both worlds. And I know how y'all App State fans are. Y'all do like keeping it within the family when you hire different coaches. Even if Eli Drinkwitz does come over and have a very successful one season, you did like the Sean Clark hire. We'll see if that remains true after what was a 500 season last year. But Clark needed to make changes offensively and defensively, and that's exactly what he did, specifically defensively. And this is somebody coming over that knows the area really well and is going to help in a major area that you struggled in last year. As we talk about those interceptions, man, that's going to help your offense so much, especially if the name of the game is going to be keeping the ball on the ground, having a really strong rushing attack, which is something you expect. And so, okay, if you can win the possession more often than not, and then you can go ahead and, and force turnovers with your defense, keep the ball in your hands on offense, I think that is a recipe for success with this App State team. I expect them to win more than the six games they did last year. We won't give our final predictions until the end of team week, just like we did with ECU last week. But I think App State bounces back pretty nicely, and I think it starts with the major overhaul on defense. Yeah, and when you look at these guys last season, their record when they gave up 10 or fewer points, they were undefeated. When they gave up 11 to 19 points, they were undefeated. But then it got a little sketchy. When they gave up over 20 points, they were one and six uh, last season. And so when you look at that schedule, especially early on, you definitely point to that North Carolina game and they're going to be on the road this time. I mean, do you think that Drake May is just going to eviscerate them again? Because that was in a way his, his coming out part. When you look at just the fact of the numbers he put up, the plays that he was making, I remember one throw when he hit, I believe, the tight end. He zipped that thing in into bracket coverage. But uh, do you think that that they're going to have just a a really, really difficult time, especially early on with a North Carolina and an East Carolina in there? Yeah, I mean, those are those are monster games to start off. And so I guess when we look at the schedule, we'll talk a little bit about the beginning of the season. Are you going to be able to get past a one or two of those losses and get back on track? Because North Carolina 
on the road and ECU, even if that game is at home. Those are going to be monster games. I saw an article on uh, ESPN discussing how that ECU App State matchup is one of the bigger group of five matchups in all of college football. Oh, and it's happening at the beginning of your season on September 16th at 3.30. Then you have to travel on the road for a couple of games. Then when you come back home, you get Coastal Carolina. And it gets a tough schedule for them, the way that this thing starts out. So, you can feel good about App State, like I do, about them bouncing back. But yeah, it gets off to a rough start, especially with a couple road games after tough in-state games that they have in North Carolina and ECU, the first three contests that they have. Yeah, and so I'm going to look at a guy like a Sean Collins that they brought in from Rutgers. I think he's going to be huge for them uh, this season because he had 28 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss and four sacks uh, at Rutgers. So they're going to need him to be able to step in immediately and, and be able to produce for them. And then Michael Fletcher, he was a little used uh, defensive end at Michigan State, but he was there for four seasons. He had three sacks, four tackles for loss, and 31 tackles in 22 career games. And so this is a guy you like the size, 6'6", 260, and also the size on Sean Collins, 6'5", 250, man. So these are two guys that they're definitely going to need to come in immediately and make an impact. Last thing I'll say about Scott Sloan, who I think very highly of, he's going to really help with recruiting. He was doing a good job as the program's recruiting coordinator. His last stint helped sign some pretty highly regarded classes, the first being in 2012. You had some NFL players in those mixes and the numbers. It was evident how good he was at, one, not only getting the talent, but also making the most of the talent that he did bring into that program the first seven, eight years that he was with App State. So I really like that they were able to go get Sloan. I think App State fans should be very happy about it, and it does seem like they are. Yeah, I think that they are, too. And when you look at a breakdown, College Football News listed their 10 best players. And when you look at their top 10, three of those guys are on the defensive side because another defensive end uh, that we didn't talk much about that they're going to be counting on is DeAndre Dingle Prince. And then, as I said, you have uh, Nick Ross is labeled as their best player. And then you have the linebacker, Andrew Parker. So App State's definitely got its hands, uh, got its work cut out for them as far as what they're going to have to deal with in the Sun Belt. So we'll see if they can get that defense with all those new parts together, new defensive coordinator. It's going to be interesting up there on the mountain.